Welcome to Resilient Burlington, where community leaders share their visions for Vermont. I'm Orion Breen, and with me today is Kathy Davis, president at the Lake Champlain Chamber of Commerce. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. What would you like to get the word out about? Um, we have a bunch of things going on. Um, first of all, one of the things that we've been thinking about um, before and especially now during um, this pandemic is um, ensuring that our employers that are hiring can find the talent that they need and that job seekers can connect with the right employer. Um, and so I would love to let people know about a couple of resources that we have. Um, uh, on the uh, job seeker side, we have a resume database where folks can upload their resume and then we take that resume and we share it with regional employers. And so it's a great way for locals who are looking for a new opportunity, um, as well as people who are out of state and might be looking to relocate to the area um, to get the word out about what they can offer an employer. Um, it's completely free. There's no charge for that. Um, and we keep the resumes on file for six months. And after six months, we'll reach out to folks and see um, if they're still searching and they would like to, you know, re-up for another six months. Um, and so people can find that on our website at um, vermont.org slash chamber. Look for our job board and you can find the link to where you input your resume on that site. Um, I also just mentioned our job board. Uh, we do have a job board where regional employers can submit jobs, and so job seekers are, of course, welcome to look at that um, and see if there's something good waiting for them. And then on the employer side, um, we have that resume database, and the goal of that is to, you know, give, put employers in touch with um, job seekers that they might not have found out about otherwise. Um, and then we have the job board resource as well so that employers can spread the word about openings. Um, so that's one thing that we're really committed to because our philosophy as an organization is, is to create economic opportunity for all Vermonters. Um, and one of the tenets of that is that having a great job um, creates so much opportunity for people, for communities, for Vermont. Um, and so sort of using our role in the community to create the connection between talent and employers, especially right now when, um, you know, Vermont has a nine, I think it's a 9.4% unemployment rate. You know, the more that we can connect folks to employment, um, the quicker we're able to sort of recover from the recession that we find ourselves in. It's an incredibly challenging time, but it's also a time of opportunity. Have you seen folks who, they might have been thinking about moving to Vermont uh, in the past and they live in Boston or New York City and now they're really looking at moving. Absolutely. We do a number of recruitment events each year um, aimed at people who are interested in relocating to Vermont and to specifically the Burlington area. Um, it's an opportunity for um, people to meet with employers, ask us questions about what it's like to live and work in Burlington. While we haven't been able to host those in-person events for the past couple months, um, we've seen a pretty good uptick in inquiries um, just this morning I got back to two people who had reached out one who was living in the New York area and is interested in relocating to the Burlington area 
and then another person um, that actually has a job offer in the Burlington area and was looking for some assistance in finding housing. We know of um, several new Vermont residents who have moved since the start of the pandemic, um, folks that we had engaged with previously because they were interested in relocating um, and were definitely uh, answering a lot more inquiries about folks. Um, one sort of amusing thing is that when Vermont was under the previous stay home, stay safe order, um, we were having so many people reach out about moving right then and there. Um, and sort of technically under the executive order, they weren't really allowed <laughs> to come. And so we were, you know, having to say, we can't wait for you to relocate. Give it a couple weeks. You know, I think people, Burlington's always been a fantastic region to live, but the uh, Northeast did such an amazing job with so far in terms of responding to the pandemic and the challenges that I think people noticed that. And um, also, you know, we have, we're lucky in Vermont that we have so many wide open spaces. And so, you know, you can get outside and recreate and, you know, enjoy yourself, even if there's a situation where you're being asked to sort of stay closer to home. Yeah, I had a recent chat with Sam Roach Gerber at VSET, and they work with entrepreneurs. And she was talking about, you know, you have the anchor spouse where somebody wants to move to Vermont, but uh, their spouse needs a job as well. And what opportunities are there for them? And, you know, I was asking her, you know, what are barriers for people coming into the state and into the area? And I asked, you know, is, is broadband an issue? And she was saying it was childcare, you know, being an issue. And you'd think, oh, it's, uh, you know, some high tech thing like broadband is, is what you need. But sometimes it's these low tech things that are barriers uh, for people to move here. What, what have you seen that are barriers or challenges for people who want to move and, and live and work in, in Vermont? I would say childcare is um, definitely, I would echo Sam's comments. The other thing I would add to that would be housing. We do have um, a fairly tight housing market, both for purchases and rentals. We as an organization really focus on trying to create more housing opportunities for folks, um, but that can definitely also be a barrier. And we've actually seen through this pandemic, housing sales have um, ticked up. There's good value um, in buying housing in Vermont. You know, it tends to be a good investment, especially in the Burlington area. Um, but, you know, there's also the need that people be able to work and afford, you know, a good, safe home. And so there's more work to do in that regard. Before the pandemic, we had a, a skills gap. Have you heard of anybody who is looking at this as an opportunity to scale up the workforce or scale up themselves? We've definitely seen that opportunities to increase your tech skills. Um, so to learn to code, um, you know, to learn to do some of that um, web work. Folks are availing themselves of those educational opportunities. A lot of the folks who were laid off as part of this were in customer service, hospitality, roles like that. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of regional employers that would love to have access to that talent, um, especially manufacturers who might be able to do some training on the job with someone, um, you know, that doesn't have previous experience. Um, 
they were really hurting in terms of talent, you know, prior to all of this. And so I do think there's an opportunity to look, you know, if you were working in a customer service role um, and you're interested in making a transition to manufacturing, um, different roles like that, it's, I think there's, there's opportunity for you there. And I would really encourage folks to look at who's hiring, not assume um, that you need, you know, prior experience or training and explore those opportunities because there's definitely um, some good jobs with good benefits out there um, that have a pretty low barrier to entry. How has the pandemic affected your operations? I would say overall, we didn't miss a beat. We transitioned in early March to fully remote and thankfully we were a really strong team that knew each other really well. Um, and so we were able to make the transition to fully remote pretty seamlessly. Our team has um, been incredible throughout all of this, so committed to the work, um, probably working more than they should. If anything, I think it's been an opportunity for us to really focus on our role in the community. Um, we've been in touch with businesses so much more frequently, working much closer with them and to help them resolve challenges or questions that they have. Um, and I think the whole team has really found that rewarding, like having a business turn to us when they can't find an answer and being able to get that answer for them is really rewarding. Our goal throughout the operations has been to really um, not only comply with the letter of Governor Scott's, you know, orders, but really the the spirit, um, and to do our part to, you know, keep Vermonters safe and and to ensure that as we open the economy, that we can stay open and do so safely. A lot of our work prior was, you know, focused on uh, businesses that are members of the chamber. Um, so those who are sort of making financial contributions to support our work and we realized at the outset that the resources that we had in terms of COVID response, in terms of preparing businesses really needed to be available for any business that needed it. Um, and so one of the major things we've done is make all of those resources available to any business. Our webinars that we've done, any kind of education we've made available to any business because we know that the people that are, businesses that are supporting us, they depend on a healthy economy, and that means all businesses thriving. They want those resources available to all businesses. So that's been, you know, it was an interesting transition. Um, obviously, our priority is still supporting our members. This was too great a challenge to sort of restrict the assistance that we could offer, you know, to only members. And again, really rewarding to be able to help, you know, a business that might be in a totally different area of the state. Um, you know, they need that education or information just as much as one in the Burlington area. What would you typically be working on that you kind of had to put in the back burner? You know, in-person events, you know, we do a fair amount of bringing people together. That had to go on the back burner, not only because in-person events really weren't possible, but also because that wasn't necessarily the need of the business community. I would say the other thing we've had to do is not necessarily put things on the back burner, but reimagine how we do them. So for instance, we do a lot of work with the legislature in Vermont 
um, the legislature went virtual. And so that really changed how you interact with uh, legislators and how we share our members' perspective on, on different initiatives and bills, um, because you can't have a quick in-person conversation with a legislator about a piece of legislation and um, sitting on a Zoom call during a committee hearing um, is much different than being in the room. Another example would be we have a uh, startup accelerator called LaunchVT. That program culminates where all of the startups sort of pitch their businesses. LaunchVT's accelerator would typically, again, be in-person work with eight companies offering education and coaching um, to really help those startups take their business to the next level. And that entire program had to go virtual, um, including the event that typically celebrates those startups uh, and allows the community to learn about them. Um, that has all gone virtual. So there's been a lot of learning as we reimagine what we're doing in a different context. Um, and we're continuing to do that. We have a community leadership program called Leadership Champlain. It's a 30-year-old program that helps develop community leaders. That program would typically kick off in September, and it is typically nine in-person, day-long learning opportunities. I love to look for opportunity and challenge. Um, and so, you know, the past few months, there's been a lot of um, doing that, you know, seeing, trying to see the bright side um, in something that initially presents itself as an obstacle. What are some of the most common questions and challenges uh, you hear from people and businesses? From, say, March to June, um, the most frequent questions we were hearing with were with regard to the governor's executive orders. Um, so initially, there was a list of essential employees, and those employees were allowed to continue working in person, whereas the rest of employees were supposed to be working remotely. Um, we did a ton of work helping members decipher that guidance and get clarification. Um, businesses really wanted to be doing the right thing, but so they were asking lots of clarifying questions. Um, and so we just did a ton of work trying to understand the guidance, seek clarification on that. Continually, as the governor has sort of opened the economy, um, we've continued to hear lots of questions about, is this what we were supposed to be doing or is this what we were supposed to be doing? Um, an example of that would be when restaurants were allowed to reopen for um, outdoor dining. The guidance said the tables should be, I think it was six, 10 feet apart. And they all wanted to know from where? Was it 10 feet from the edge of the table? Was it 10 feet from the middle of the table? Was it 10 feet from where the chairs were? It was them demonstrating that they wanted to do it correctly. They wanted to follow the health and safety guidelines, but it just said 10 feet. I would say the overarching theme is employers really seeking clarification to ensure that what they're doing is the best practice. Um, both for protecting the safety of their employees and the community, um, and also really protecting the fact that our economy is open. Um, I think we're all very sensitive to the fact that our economy being open is fragile, and um, that it's sort of up to us to allow it to continue to be open by, you know, wearing masks and having good hand washing and following um, the health and safety guidance, you know, both um, to the letter and to the spirit. How did you get started in this work? 
I spent the first part of my career uh, working for a U.S. senator um, in Vermont in his Vermont office. His name was uh, Jim Jeffords. I loved working um, for him and he decided to retire because I loved working for him so much and because I loved that job so much. I really wanted to think about what my next step was and he had given us so much time to do it. One of my coworkers kept saying, you need to go work for the Chamber of Commerce. Like, you just need to go work for them. And I kept saying, they need to have a job. I can't just like start showing up there, you know? And so she's like, well, I'm going to talk to them. And so she ran and she talked to Tom, uh, the president of the chamber. And he, he sort of said, oh, okay, thanks. You know, nice to hear about this Kathy person. Um, <laughs> and then um, lo and behold, like a month later, they had an opening and he reached out to someone else I knew and said, you know, do you know anybody who might be good for this role? And she said, oh, Kathy, you should talk to Kathy Davis. And he said, who is this? Per you know, everybody's bothering me about this um, person. And so he reached out um, and, you know, long story short, that was over a decade ago. Um, I joined the Chamber's team. I originally was our government affairs person down in the state house um, and then transitioned um, to the role that I'm in a few years ago. Um, and it's been great. She was, I will say, um, the person who kept telling me I needed to be at the chamber was absolutely right. So gratifying getting to work with businesses and hear their passion for what they do and, and um, you know, to be a part of the opportunity that they create. Who inspires you in Vermont and beyond? There is nothing like talking to a business owner, an entrepreneur that has spent their life building a business or is on that, you know, has just started a business. Um, they're so passionate and they love what they do and they're so proud to tell you about it. Um, and I just, I love that. Um, I love to see, you know, they're, they're putting their life into something. Um, and so that's really inspiring. I think probably part of that comes um, from, I'm the daughter of an entrepreneur. And so I grew up watching my dad, obviously um, my mom was a big part of that, um, you know, start businesses, succeed, but put in, you know, an enormous amount of work in the process and dedication, you know, uh, growing up, my dad, he'd come home at six, we'd eat dinner and he'd go to bed. And he was, you know, gone before we woke up in the morning. So I saw that hard work and dedication, you know, to building something, not only for himself, but for our family. And um, in the work I do now, I get to see that replicated all the time with our, with the businesses we work with. So it definitely inspires me to work harder for them. Why do you live in Vermont? What makes the Burlington area special to you? You get spoiled. Um, with the luxury of just beauty everywhere. Um, you know, you walk out your front door and there's just a view. Um, or you go to work and, you know, one of my favorite things, our office is located in downtown Burlington and you drive down Main Street and, you know, the view of the lake with the mountains behind, you know, I'm surprised there's not more accidents because what a welcome. Um, 
And so that's a huge part of it is that outdoor landscape and that beauty, um, being able to get outside four seasons. I would also say though, that a strong part of it is the people. Um, you know, Vermonters um, are a special breed. I can say that because I'm not from here. Um, they really care. They're engaged and they care. And sometimes that makes you want to pull your hair out. Um, <laughs> um, but it's a good problem to have because it means that they demand excellence um, and that, that the community shows it. You know, they care about each other. They care about their community. Um, and I think that that it's maybe an intangible difference in our daily lives, but it's a really important difference. What are the biggest challenges or opportunities you see in the state? Businesses in Vermont, um, they're here for a reason. Like they're here because they want to be. I think sometimes we as a state don't celebrate them enough. But one of the things that I've thought a lot about through this pandemic um, that I think we've, that hopefully others have seen is, I think we really need to double down on our efforts to say to businesses, we value what, we, what you do. We want to support you. Um, let us know what you need because with your success comes our success. And I think we need a lot more of that. By that, I don't mean financial support. I almost mean psychological support to really to celebrate um, businesses rather than sometimes I think using it as a dirty board. That's an enormous opportunity. I think the challenge is the flip side of that. If businesses can't grow, if they can't create the jobs that a person can live and raise a family on, where does that leave us? But the way you do that really is by putting the pieces in place for businesses to create that opportunity. I do fear that one consequence of this pandemic, we lose some of our workforce, um, you know, that folks do not come back into employment um, and that'll make that, that business growth harder. How can people get involved in the chamber? They can reach out to me. Um, I, we were always looking for people to engage with us and we have so many ways of them doing that. If they're a young professional, we have the Burlington Young Professionals um, group and it's a great opportunity for young professionals to sort of be a part of a community, um, to get resources and connect. Um, we have, as I mentioned, LaunchVT, which is our accelerator program, um, and people are always welcome to engage in that program, either to offer their expertise or to apply to be a part of the cohort. Um, and for the chamber, one of the most valuable things people can do for us is share their experience. You know, if they're a business and they've not talked to us before, like, let us know what you need. Let us know what you're seeing. Let us know what you think is out there for opportunities, because the better we're in touch with businesses, the better we can sort of advocate for what they need. And so anybody who'd like to learn more, just go to vermont.org slash chamber and our contact information's in, on there. You can find information about our different programs and ways to engage and we'd love to hear from you. You're listening to Resilient Burlington. I'm Orion Brain and with me today is Kathy Davis. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me.